podcasters it's alexia de stefano and this is i don't care i like that now i remember in one of the podcast episodes i was telling you guys how this um podcast that i like is called the toast and how they start their podcast episode with saying hello i was wrong they don't they start their podcast episodes by saying good morning millennials and so then i realized wait since they don't just say hello i'm gonna say hello like that okay that's gonna be the intro to i don't care the podcast okay okay let's let's take two ready hello podcasters this is alexia de stefano and the, no, 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 not this is Alexi Stefano, and this is I don't care the podcast. It's got to be hello. I'm Alexia and this is I don't care the podcast. <gasps> Do you guys love that or what? I think I'm obsessed. Um, OK, so the microphone you if you're watching on YouTube, you will see is back up on the stand. However, instead of it coming down like down and then the microphone being right here it's coming up and down so my face gets a little bit more covered than usual so I'm kind of at like a little bit more of an angle than I normally am I'm hoping to have a potentially new setup for you guys um working on it so we shall see I'm hoping to get a really pretty setup for you guys I'm hope because it's something that like tickles my fancy i know you guys are probably not watching and being like oh my god she's sitting in a purple chair weirdo no but for myself it would make me really happy to have um a a really really pretty setup so that's something that i will be potentially well that i am working on i did buy some stuff for it um well hello everyone how are you I'm personally feeling pretty good today. I'm actually feeling really good today because it was productive. And well, anytime I sit down to podcast is a productive day because podcasting is a part of what I say my work. I mean, all the time I say I don't get paid for my job. However, the things that I'm doing is still work and I'm grateful for it and I love what I'm doing. And I love podcasting, but I do consider it like work. So when I get up and I come downstairs and I do this, I am at work right now, which I love. But another part of my job that I I love to do is auditions. And I feel incredibly grateful to say that I had an audition today. Now, you might be thinking, hmm, why are you so grateful? Don't you audition all the time? Usually I audition all the time. However, the past while, everything has been really slow. Um, And then on May 1st, the WGA officially officially went on strike. So SAG-AFTRA, y'all better pay the damn writers because they deserve it. Because no job, production-wise, there is no production without writers. There is no TV shows without writers. There is no, there's no fantasies. There's no 
creation. There's no worlds. There's no story without the storytellers who are the writers. Actors come in afterwards. Producers come in afterwards. Directors come in afterwards. Showrunners come in afterwards. Like everybody comes in after the production. Um, sorry, after there's a script. There's no, there's no substance without a script. So the writers need to get paid more. They need more job opportunities. Do not think that an AI can write a script. It might be able to like give you research and outline a premise. However, there will be no feelings. There will be no real structure, no human emotion, no human behavior if an AI writes it. So all I'm out here saying is writers deserve more so union how about you give them what they deserve and i've been loving all the posts that i've been seeing um pete davidson was just at the strike um all these broadway actors all these all these actors all these performers writers like everybody and this is like a moment where i'm really sad that i'm not in la because I would love to go and support the writers. I would love to go strike with them. I would love to go. I would love to just be there and and really fight for for writers with them. Because it looks like it's such a community. And I feel like that's what I'm missing a little bit here. But also at the same time. The community is really coming out because of the strike. So anyways, long story short, I'm really grateful that I have an audition today because I haven't had an audition in a long time due to the strike and due to the slowness that came before the strike. It's been very, it's been really, really hard. Um, and just to have like one audition I might not have another audition for God knows how long, but just to have that one, just to have that one audition, it like rejuvenated me. Truly, like last week I was beat down. You guys heard I was beat down. And I know I'm going to get like that again, but just to have that one audition, one audition, it was like 30 seconds. I can't explain how that like, it just, it lit me up inside because that's what I love to do. I love acting. I am an actress. I am a performer. I am an artist. Ew, I hate that I said that. I'm an artist. Anytime someone says they're, they're an artist, it's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know why. Like, I'm so proud. I, I say all the time I'm an actress, but saying I'm an artist, something about that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm just really grateful that before I hopped on to podcast with you guys, I was doing an audition. And one day, now the goal is that I book this audition. So let's manifest that I am booking this audition, that I'm getting this this role and that it is mine, that the casting directors and the directors and the producers and everyone making these decisions love me and my performance and that I stand out and stick out and am prominent and made all the right choices and that I book the damn movie. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. 
because just just even based on the audition, oh my God, this is going to be a huge, this is going to be a huge thing. Now, I know it's going to be a huge thing because of the information that I have, which I can't say. I can't say anything. So when I can say anything, I will, whether I get it or not, because um, I can't wait personally to watch it. And I, I, I just know that it's going to be kind of something that everybody enjoys. Hopefully, could be a flop, but probably not. Um, that's all I can say about that. So yes, I'm just feeling really grateful that I was doing an audition. And even that I got to slate. I hate slating. Hi, my name is Alexia Stefano. I'm five feet tall. I'm based in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I'm a union apprentice. Like, and then full body. Like, I don't like doing that. It's so tedious and like the worst part of auditioning, but I was so blessed to do it because I haven't done it in such a long time. Um, so once I'm done recording this podcast, I have to both edit it, but I'm and upload it because it's coming out tomorrow. Sometimes I leave things to the very last minute because a I feel like I get my best work when I'm under pressure, um, but also because. I'm someone full of excuses. No, I don't want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. But I can't I can't push it any longer because it does come out in the morning. So here I am. Hello, it's Tuesday for me, Wednesday for you. Um, I've got an interesting podcast planned for you guys, and I can't wait to get started. And I lost whatever the heck I was just saying because um, that's my brain for you. Um... So last week, we talked about my low moments Um, because we all have low moments. We all have times in our lives where we just feel like everything's crumbling, like everything is falling apart, like we're not in the right mindset. We're not where we want to be. We're not doing what we want to do. We're not um, we're not feeling fulfilled we're not feeling comfortable happy whatever like you know what I mean like we all have those moments and then we all have moments where we are so high so happy on top of the world questioning if this is real life or if I woke up in a dream like we all go through those emotions and then 90% of the time we live nonchalant kind of boring mid lives and that's just like the way of the world but like, if I'm being honest, I, I know I can't survive with a 90% um, life in the middle. Um, not that I'm saying I want to live at all on like the sad side, but I do, I do, I can already tell that I'm someone who wants to live my life to the extreme. But then the issue with me wanting to live my life to the extreme is that I'm also um, an introvert and really shy and fear-based and so then I it's like a teeter-totter and then boom I'm in the middle anyways so love that for me uh so anyways yes last week we got real and personal with each other and many of you um you know were able to relate or in your own way or um know people who feel those those types of ways uh so it was really nice Um, And then I asked you guys for advice. And so we are going to 
um, talk about some of the advice that you guys gave me. So let's get into that. So, and I'm not going to say anybody's name because I'd rather keep everything just anonymous. Um, Yeah. So someone says, the best thing I've ever learned is everything happens for a reason. And I think the reason it stuck with me so much is because it isn't strictly positive. Bad things happen to everybody all the time. It's part of life. But everything happens for a reason. And even if you don't see it now, one day you will. I think that's so beautifully said. And I agree. I do believe that everything does happen for a reason and that I don't necessarily say, I know a lot of the times people say, you know, things are in God's hands and he will decide what happens to us and um, it's up to him now and that part, like she didn't say any of that um, and I know that's not what she meant. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to like, explain my point of view of like eh, widely so in terms of religion no I'm not religious I don't believe that my life is up to other people my life is very much in my hands it's it's I'm not saying that I have control over everything because fuck I don't and if I did I'd already I'd be on tour I'd be very successful like I'd be rich but I don't have control over everything. And because I don't have control over everything, that's why we can then say everything happens for a reason. Because if we had control over everything, the reasons that things would be happening is because we want it to happen. But life, a lot of the times, it doesn't go our way. And so when we think about things happening for a reason, it forces us almost to... Both look inwards and look outwards. Learn something from what we've been through. Um, Whether we learn it now or like they said, if we learn it later on in life. So yeah, everything does happen for a reason. We might not see it. I think for me, the struggles that I've been through, I mean, I've been through a lot of struggles in life. Like I'm 19 years old, um, but like I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I felt a lot. Like I've been through, I've been through what, like honestly, lots of 40 year olds, 50 year olds, like older people have been through because my, my childhood was just like so jam packed thing after thing after thing, which also kind of made me constantly be in survival mode what's going to happen next there is no stability there is no there was stability but I'm just saying like because it was like oh my god oh my god oh my god you that security blanket I didn't have it it took a long time to develop one so now that I'm almost in my 20s May 25th is my birthday. Everybody write that down in your calendars. Put a reminder. Make sure you wish me happy birthday. Send me money. Do whatever you want. May 25th. Um, so now that I'm almost in my 20s and I've gone some years without any more like trauma or big life events that are like crazy and bombarding me, I, f- I have that time to reflect. And I have this time to now 
learn what those reasons were. Why did this happen for a reason? Now, it's not so much like things happen for a reason as in on purpose. Things don't necessarily happen on purpose. Like if someone dies of a sickness or an accident, that's out of our control. Nobody did that on purpose. Nobody, um, you know what I mean? Like those things didn't happen on purpose, but there is a lesson to be learned. There is a reasoning that you can find behind everything. So yes, I'm, um, I'm agreeing with that person and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to, you know, be going through something good or bad and to know in the back of your head that you're going to learn something from this, that one day this is going to be a core memory, whether good or bad, and and there will be a reason one day. And one day you're going to get to look back and be like, oh, this is why I went through that. Like, you know, losing my dad. It didn't happen on purpose. And if any of us had a choice on if he survived or didn't, we'd all pick survive. But he didn't survive. He died. And, you know, I know that there's times that when I, growing up, I was religious. Um, So there were times where I would blame God. I'd be like, why did you take him away? There were things that we as a family maybe convinced ourselves. Oh, maybe he died because of this and it was a punishment. Like there are there are things that you can say and, and, and people you can blame and reasons you can create in your head but I think most of the time even if the situation was bad the reason will be good because it's learning and you're not going to learn anything bad even if you're learning something like you can't trust someone because they betrayed you what you learned isn't bad because now you know how to move forward however the circumstance could be bad. I'm not quite sure if I'm making sense. I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm one of those people and I had a teacher like this and it was the worst. You would ask them a question and they would give you this roundabout answer but never actually answer the question. And I feel like that's what I just did, although I wasn't asked a question. Um, okay, the next piece of advice is know your worth and add tax. Mm. I have I've never I've never heard the ad tax part to it. So know your worth. Know how much you are worth. Know how much you bring to the table. Know how much you bring to other people's lives and add tax. Which this can be taken in a couple different ways. And the way that I take it is I'm worth a lot. Like me as Alexia Stefano. I, I'm worth a lot. Like the people who um, let me in their lives and I let them in my lives, I bring laughter to their lives. I bring problem solving. Oh my God, you guys, I'm like one of the best problem solvers ever because a lot of the times people think logistics is going to solve problems. No, creativity solves problems. And what do I have? I have a lot of creativity. I've never... I mean, of course, there's like things where you actually need logic and math. Sure, don't come to me. But most of the time, problem solving can truly be done without that. Like creativity can really fix anything. 
Now, what was I just saying? Know your worth and add tax. Um, yeah, so I'm worth a lot. And I'm going to add tax to it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, ugh, it, 1030. Oh, sorry. I was so confused. I was about to check the time and it said t- 1032. And I'm like, well, how is it 1032? It's almost dinner time. And then I realized I was looking at a screenshot. I'm delusional. Um, I think my mom is home. So if my dog starts running and barking, that is why, even though my mom shouldn't be home, she should be going to the gym. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with the flow. So by adding tax to my worth, I am, I am giving leeway A for mistakes, but also B for growth. And so when you add a tax, you know, $10 plus tax, there's more to it. You know you're going to the store and this says $10, but you know you're going to have to pay more. Well, being friends with me, you're going to get this much of me, but you know that there's also going to be more. There's more that you have to uncover. There's more that you have to actually want to be my friend. You like you truly have to be down to pay for me. You really have to be down to want to be in my life to get the tax, to get more. Now, I'm not saying that this is what that person means, and I would love to have them um, explain their true meaning of what what adding tax to their worth looks like. But to me, that's kind of what I took from it. And that's like the beautiful thing about advice is you take what you will. You take what you want from it. And that honestly, like I'm an actor, <laughs> keep saying that. But when you look at a scene as well, and it's it's an open book a lot of the time, you can take a scene and you take from that scene what you will. You as an actor with auditions, you're not really getting much information. Oh, she's going to start barking. So you take what you will from a scene and then you dissect it however you want. Each line has its own meaning. Like as an actor, you get to decide all of that. And as a human being, when you get advice, I'd say you also get to decide what you take from it. Okay, the next piece is have grace for people, but know your boundaries. Grace. That's a word that ironically, actually not ironically at all, coincidentally has come into my life a lot lately on American Idol Katy Perry kept saying to someone have grace Mm, okay boom that stick in my head this comment and then something else something else you coming back because you were keeping me warm Luna but this is interesting again so have grace for people but know your boundaries do not do not sell yourself thin do not is that what it is sell yourself thin do not do that and then also, hello, what? You're not going to the gym? Um, I burnt myself today. Did you drop your food on the floor? Yeah, on the floor, on the counter, on mom, it was stuck on my fingers. We got, they had to do first aid, they had to do report. Well, let me see. So all these pretty much. And all my tips. Okay, sorry, I was interrupted there. My mom, you must have heard me ask, why isn't she going to the gym? Well, turns out she comes downstairs and she looks like she saw a ghost. 
And I'm like, oh no, what happened? And she's like, I burnt myself. And I go, oh, okay. And she goes, really bad. And I was like, oh, okay, what happened? I heat up my food and it burnt me. And I was like, oh, wow, I must have kept it in too long. And she goes, mm, they had to, it was really bad. It was a whole ordeal. They had to do first aid on me. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, um, anyways, long, um, anyways, she burnt herself her whole hand on shepherd's pie. And now she's, she said she feels sick. Um, and so she's going to go lay down. Um, so that's why she's not going to the gym back to the advice. So have grace for people, but know your boundaries. And I think that's a really, really, really good piece of advice because you can respect other people. You can have grace for other people. You can have love for other people, but don't overshadow that and disrespect yourself. Don't have grace. Sorry. You don't need to. I'm trying to find like the right ways to say this. Because this kind of goes. Back on things that I've done in life. Not saying that the things I've done are correct. But for me personally. Sometimes I forget that you need grace. And I think too much about my boundaries. So for me this. And hearing it, I'm like, I can have a balance of both. I can I can be nice to other people and have grace for them, but also respect myself. And that comes with, you know, my family situation that I've talked a lot about, which is like, for me, it was just easier to just tune it out. Tune out the noise. Only speak when I'm being asked to speak. Um, only smile when I need to smile. Um only talk to people when I'm around them. Don't go out of my way to, you know, talk to them if I don't have to because it's easier for me that that way. And that's how I go about it. And that's what works for me. And that's me respecting my boundaries. But to get me at this point where I am comfortable, I have, you know, I have, I have hurt other people because... They have love for me. They want to be in my life. And it just, for me, I, I, I didn't want those same things. And so I lacked grace. But I respected my boundaries. But I, there are ways, and it is possible to respect my boundaries, but to also be graceful while doing that. And so honestly, thank you for saying that because... That's a balance that I need to remember can exist um, because it's easy to forget that you can't have both. The next piece of advice is ignore the outside noise. Oh man, can this be tricky to do? The thing about advice as well is, again, you take it for however you want to. Some things might apply to you. Some things might not apply to you. Some things like ignore the outside noise. That's advice that I tell myself a lot. That's advice that I know that I know that. So having someone else tell me that it's not really a reminder. It's not really, you know, a revolutionary thing that I'm discovering. But 
when someone else says ignore the outside noise and I tell myself ignore the outside noise and I'm maybe not doing that, it's it's time for me to reflect. Why am I not doing that? Why, why is it hard for me? What makes it challenging? I'd honestly say I'm pretty good at ignoring the outside noise considering it's been so loud and so like honestly detrimental like since I I was little there's been so much outside noise I mean everybody especially in the Italian culture feels like they have the right to be an asshole to you and in the name of love like someone can say you're fat but I love you stop eating but keep eating like people can be so like just awful in the name of love or not in the name of love like you know there's just awful people sometimes and so I have heard a lot of bad things and I sometimes you get wrapped up in that and sometimes it's hard to forget and that's totally fine we all do it but what I focus on more is the outside noise that I want to hear which is the good stuff you don't have to tune out the outside noise completely because it's always going to be there. And I'd say it's almost impossible to completely tune it out because you're going to read things. You're going to hear people talk about you. You're going to have someone say something to your face. And it's not that they're saying it and it's like in one ear and out the other. That's going to register in you no matter what. You're going to think about it at least for a second. So it's impossible to completely tune it out. But it's what you, it's how you react from it. It's what you take away from it. It's what you let it do to you emotionally that matters. So don't let it affect you. But you can also allow the positive outside noise to come in. Because that's okay. You want that. You, 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 should, you should be happy when that happens. I'm so happy when that happens. Like when people are like, I love your podcast or this really resonated with me or you said this and it made me laugh or this was so funny or I loved this episode or I really related to this part. Like that fills my fucking heart. Um, that's outside noise that I love. Um, but then outside noise <laughs> that I've also got in, rela- in relation to this podcast is why did you post that? You shouldn't have said that. This was disrespectful. This should be private. This da-da-da-da-da-da-da. For the people that think, no, just like, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say everything I share on my podcast is about my life, my perspective, my my journey. I'm never going to say this is what this person was doing and how they felt and how they lived their life. And I'm not going to like talk about other people as like, I know I have before, but it always comes down to like my perspective and my experience. I'm not going to talk about people just to talk about people unless they're celebrities. It's going to be about my experience, how they made me feel, how I reacted around them. So it's not going to be centered around them. It's going to be centered around my emotions towards them. And if you, and, and if I share that, that's my story to tell. It's my story to tell. Um, 
So, yes, I had a podcast episode where I was talking about certain people on here and I recently saw them and they didn't like what I said. Well, even though I was complimenting them or at least I don't know if they didn't like what they said, what I said. I was just told that they didn't like what I said and it was very much a compliment. Um, Nothing negative. Everything was like positive. There are people that, you know, I wish I could say that my family was like. Um, And so anyways, I had to see them recently and it was awkward because I felt like I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, ignore the outside noise. Working on it. I'm doing it day by day. The next thing is always be you and never change for anyone. Yes. Always be me. Now, I know last week I said a lot of people don't know who I am. Um, And again, like I'm I this is me. And on this podcast, I'm the realest version of me. Um, I don't put on a facade for the podcast. When I was saying people don't know me is because in person, it's harder for me to be myself. On camera, like how we are right now, this is me, baby. Raw, hard me. And um, I love that. And I love who I am. And there are moments where I forget that. There are moments where I have my thoughts like last week. And that's okay. And all of that's fucking fine. And we're human beings. And I'm 19 years old. And I'm learning. And I'm figuring it out. And God, I'm not going to be perfect ever. But I do love the person that I'm becoming. I just wish that people didn't make me feel like I couldn't be myself around them. Boom. Mic drop. So thank you to the people who gave me advice. It was very, 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 it was very nice. It was like good advice. It wasn't stupid. And I asked for it, so it wasn't unsolicited. You see, when things are asked for, they're more respected. They're more listened to. They're more thankful, more grateful. But when things are unsolicited, it's it's not helpful. It's actually detrimental. It's, anyways, don't give unsolicited advice fucking ever um I went to the gym last week can you believe it I did a three day free trial at club 16 and I really enjoyed it I felt really fit (laughs) for three days I was like I'm a fucking beast try to come at me no you can't I'm a gym bro now um and I would love to continue to go here's the thing that's stopping me I don't want to bust there I don't want a bus there. I don't drive. Okay. Oh, speaking of driving, my grandparents should give me their car because they shouldn't be driving and keep the insurance on it because that would be amazing. And then give me the car and then I can go to the gym. (laughs) No, but that is really the biggest reason stopping me is it's like a 40 minute two buses to get to Club 16 and I don't want to do that like every morning. I don't want to do that. So I haven't. But let's get into my gym journey. Okay, three days. Let's go. Monday was leg day. Um, I went with my girl, Cass, and um, she kind of walked me through what she does uh, because otherwise I would not know what the fuck I'm doing. So we did the machines. 
we did some free weights, we did some war machines. Holy fuckaroni and cheese. There were some machines that like you were working kind of like your vagina muscles or like inner thigh muscle and you had to like squeeze in and then like open out. I know that you're probably not understanding what I'm saying, leg stuff. And those were killer. Those were killer. Like I'm still, I can't even like properly open my legs right now without feeling tender and sore. And I know you're like, what do you need to open your legs for? Look, I like to, I like to sit crisscross applesauce. I like to do random stretches and I like to sleep certain ways. Okay. It's not like I'm doing crazy weird shit. I just, I can't like anyways. Um, so leg day was really good. And then Tuesday was ab day. So Cass came over and we did an ab workout at the house. And then later at night, I was like, mom, I'm going to come to the gym with you. So she picked me up and we went ahead and we did her kind of workout. And she does like legs, arms and abs kind of all at once. So we did her workout very different from how Cass works out. Um, which is fine. Everyone has their ways. I think I gravitate towards, well, they're both the same. It was just like Cass lets me break more. And my mom was like, okay, next thing, next thing, next thing. Um, but we always ended in a stretch. And then Wednesday was arm day. And I ran into someone who I went to church camp with. Um, and she was like, oh yeah, like these are 40 pound, 50 pound. Like she was explaining. She just like casually said what how one of the machine weights work and Cassie and I look at each other and we're like, oh, that's how it works because it counts from one to 12. And I was like, OK, one pound, two pound, three pound, four pound, five pound, you know, up to 12 pounds. No, one pound is 10 pounds. Two pounds is 20. 12 pounds is 120. And I was like, holy fuck. I thought I was doing eight pounds but I was doing 80 pounds arm arm stuff okay I felt like a genius a strong bitch I felt phenomenal um and I felt great after after like the workouts and stuff um I really enjoyed it and I could see how people get into it and like that lifestyle especially having someone to go with I just don't want to bus like I'd I'd rather be out of shape than bus um but if I did drive then I would because it's like a 15 minute drive but a 40 minute bus ride fucking hell right so that was my gym journey and I just felt like I had to share it with you guys because I don't work out I don't go to the gym I don't do that stuff it's not in me like I'm literally staring I'm in my basement and we have gym equipment I've never used this gym equipment I don't know how to use this gym equipment. I don't work out. Um, I don't do sports. Hate them. No disrespect to people who do it. I just don't have it in me to do it. Hate sports. Don't like watching them. No. Um, so it was a big deal that I did three days at the gym. That was also my first time going to a gym gym. I've done some like yoga classes at rec centers and I... Went to a couple gym classes, like spin and whatever, at rec centers. And I've been to a gym at a rec center 
with someone else and at that time we were in like grade 10 and at that time we didn't know how to use equipment so we would like youtube um how to use things and like what workouts we should do because otherwise i didn't know what i was doing um and had i gone to the gym alone i also wouldn't know what i was doing because i I would anyways so had a wonderful time and I would love to go again and I would love to make that a routine wake up an hour earlier go to the gym get there by 9 30 which is when I usually wake up get out of there around like 11 and then go about my day that would be fantastic but I'm not willing to bus um now we oh my god we're gonna talk about my morning that I had not too long ago so I did Monday gym, Tuesday gym, Wednesday gym, Thursday. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, I get to sleep in. Because I had a three free, uh, free three-day trial. So Wednesday, the trial was done. So Thursday, I was like, great, I'm going to sleep in today. Ooh, I was so excited. However, my brother went to Calgary Thursday morning. And so he's he's up early. My mom's up early. They're talking, but they're like talking really loud. Francesco, have you gone yet? No, I'm still here. Like, I'm like, why? Why? Inside voices whisper. They didn't whisper. So I'm awoken by their loud voices. And then it was garbage day. So then I'm really woken up by the garage door opening because my bedroom was right above the garage door. And so it's like. (laughs) You know, garage sounds. And I was like, okay, fine. That's like mom's about to leave. Francesca's going to go soon. The garage is closed now. It's going to be quiet and I'll fall back asleep. I was very wrong. Because my grandpa decided to come over at like 7.30 in the fucking morning to pressure wash. To pressure wash. Do you guys know how loud pressure washing is? And it's not even like he was pressure washing the backyard. He was pressure washing the driveway, which mathematically if my bedroom is right above the garage that also means my bedroom is directly in front of the driveway so it was very 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 loud and I did not then sleep and I was very frustrated and angry and I was gonna podcast that day but then I didn't because um I was not in a good mood because if you interrupt my sleep I am mad that's like That's like my thing. Don't interrupt my sleep. I love my sleep. I get my good like 10 hours and I need that. And I've been off my iron pills for like a week because um, I ran out and they're expensive. So I've been off them for a week and I feel it. I'm not good. I'm about to yawn. I'm like, I need to get back on them. So that was my morning. I was so miserable. That wasn't this morning. That was last Thursday. Um, Okay. Before we leave for the day, I want to talk to you guys about some of the Met Gala looks. The Met Gala was last weekend. 
last weekend, this weekend, last, it was a couple days ago. And what better than to talk about some of the outfits? Some of them were crazy. Some of them were stunning. Some of them were ugly as fuck. And some of them were fine. Speaking of fine, Aubrey Plaza was wearing this beautiful satin white dress. But it was fine because I didn't love the the side slit. I felt like it was in an unflattering um side like it wasn't it if it was up more or down more it would have been more flattering and I don't love the chain part that connects it and I hate the gloves the gloves were really awful with the look um so I personally don't love Aubrey Plaza's outfit um I think it would have been way prettier if it was like completely satin um with no slits and then like a really beautiful necklace or something, a more headpiece, no gloves. Um, that would have been nicer. So Aubrey Plaza was a fine. Let's get into, oh man, Anne Hathaway. Ooh-wee! Anne Hathaway had one of the best outfits. Damn, she was also in white. And I don't know what this material was, but there were lots of slits. However, the slits were connected by what the, what it looks like clips, um, safety pins, but really elegant safety pins. And then she did really nice sleeves slash gloves. Like that is how to do gloves. And then her shoes pointy and matched perfectly and it was a long dress and then the tits were so beautiful how they were flowers and then the white and the gold and then the necklace and then her hair and her makeup and her face and her earrings and everything was so good and even the nails matched god Anne Hathaway is so fucking beautiful and this was a beautiful 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 dress Donatella Versace hated it now, I'm only talking about her because she is Versace. She is fashion, right? Like when you think of Donatella Versace, you think of fashion. Well, her dress was fucking hideous. It was ugly. It was bad. It wasn't good. It was ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. And for being someone who is so a part of the fashion world, I am disgusted. Okay, that's dramatic. It it's like fine, but if you have a name like Donatella Donatella Versace, I think you need to pull out with something better. Uh, Jenna Ortega. Ooh, first of all, Jenna Ortega is perfect. Like Jenna Ortega could do no wrong. Um, and this outfit flawless this outfit fantastic so she's got on uh it's it's um how do I explain this I feel like I feel like there's I don't know how to explain this she's got a corset top it's a dress but like the top of it is corset I don't know how to explain this dress and then it like puffs out into a tiny skirt however it's like certain type of material and then there's like some beads attached to it and it's all black and then she's got like a button up kind of it's not a button up at all but like it's what you would maybe think the button up top top would be um with a bow so it's black and white and the white and pearls 
And then her boots match perfectly with the top of her dress or her shoes. I guess they're not boots. And then and then she's got like um, a tail, a tail, a tail. And she's also got gloves. Seems to be a theme. And and then her and then she's got the perfect face, um, which is young looking, which next week we're going to be talking about what it's like to look young when you're not actually as young as you look. Um and 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 she's so gorgeous and i feel like if i was at the met gala um i wouldn't wear that but as in general i feel like me and jenna ortega are like similar vibes um we've got a lot in common and we'd be really good friends so jenna ortega if you're out there hey i get you let's be besties i loved her outfit it's fantastic if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to put the pictures of the outfits on the screen. And if you are listening on everywhere else, I'm so sorry I'm doing a terrible job of explaining what these outfits look like. I'm no fashion person. I know satin. I know cotton. I know silk. And I know chiffon. Everything else, I don't know. Um, so just Google the pictures and then come back so we're like knowing the same thing. Kendall Jenner, oh man, awful. It's like the worst Met Gala look of 2023. I think it's awful. Why the fuck are you wearing a bodysuit? Like you're not a singer at a concert right now. This would be great if she was on stage singing, but she's not. She's at the fucking Met Gala. Put some pants on. And it's not that her skin is showing. The more skin, the better. But like in particular how this is, I hate it. And the sleeves, the sleeves are disgusting. It makes me want to vomit. Why are the sleeves like that? And then it would be really beautiful if those were the sleeves with like a long gown, but there's not. And then her boots, what the fuck are those? What the fuck are those? They have eyeballs on them. Are those eyeballs? They're disgusting. Um, I do say I love the collar. I love the collar. And that's where it ends. And I'm saying color, not color, although it's black and white. So whatever. Um, I hated it. I also hate Lizzo's. However, because I, I, I don't like the look of Lizzo's and I think it's quite ugly um, and it's pearls. So maybe it's going to go against what I'm about to say, because it seems like everybody's wearing pearls, which makes me think if everybody is wearing curls, maybe Carl, Carl, whatever his face is, likes pearls. However, I read something that... Lizzo wore this specifically because she knew it would make Carl mad. Even though I think Carl's dead, um, it's something that he wouldn't design or wear. Now, if you're like, who the fuck is Carl? Carl's who the Met Gala, what the theme was. Carl Longchamp, Carl, Carl, Logan, Carl, Carl, what's his name? Lagerfield? Carl Lagerfield is an anti-feminist. He um, is racist. He is homophobic. He is an awful man. And there have been a couple celebrities. One in particular. What's her name exactly? Um, Jamila Jamali. Jamil? I'm so sorry. I'm saying that so wrong. Jamila Jamil who is best known for The Good Place. And she wrote about the Met Gala. 
Last night, Hollywood and fashion said the quiet part out loud when a lot of famous feminists chose to celebrate at the highest level. A man who was so publicly cruel to women, fat people, to immigrants, and to sexual assault survivors. And all the women's public publications and spectators online chose to gleefully ignore it. Suddenly, your appetite to find someone's tweet from when they were 12 has gone? Nobody has perfect morals, least of all me. But Jesus Christ, we have we had a one year to sorry, we had a year to course correct here and not award the highest honor possible to a known bigot. And everyone just decided all of a sudden when all of a sudden we can separate the art from the artist when is convenient. And it's one rule for us and another rule for everybody else. Last night, we relinquished our right to be taken at all seriously about anything important. She, Jamila, is, I'm, I wish I was, I knew the correct pronunciation. I'm so sorry. But she is kind of calling out cancel culture. She's like, we can cancel people when it's convenient, but then when it comes to the Met Gala and they are honoring this terrible man, that's fine and it's not cancel worthy and all these celebrities are just going to go with it and and be fine with it so um there was some there was some controversy with the theme of this year and hey I agree I'm not let's not celebrate privileged um anti-feminist racist homophobic people let's not do that let's not have one of the biggest nights of fashion be celebrated for Carl Lagerfield or anyone else. So apparently Lizzo's outfit was to go against him and a couple other people. I'm not sure entirely if that's true or not. The next outfit is Madeline Klein. Oh, she pulled. She's the best. Well, she's she's maybe my second. She's my third favorite. Um, my first, okay, I'll tell you my, okay, so Anne Hathaway is my second favorite, Madeline Klein's my third favorite, and I'm leaving who my first favorite is in a second, I'll tell you guys. She's, so Madeline Klein is wearing this, like, black dress, however, in the middle of the dress, kind of shaping her body, it looks like, is this beautiful silver loosey-goosey material that when you move around, it, like, sways back and forth, and it, like, it's so beautiful and it's so fun um her outfit looks comfortable and fun and that's what it should be about and it's beautiful gorgeous work uh j-lo's i hated it i thought it was really ugly i'm not going to explain it because we're running out of time amanda seifeld um i'm sure i'm saying her last name wrong again too hated it um she was wearing this gold but her skin is really pale and her hair is the same color as the dress and I thought the color scheme was really bad if she did like a silver completely no not silver like black that would have been stunning and if it was longer uh Billie Eilish went in this beautiful black lace gown um and I thought it was perfect it fits her personality so well her makeup was phenomenal that eyeliner fantastic the hair piece the little black stuff perfect i love it i think it it works for her would i wear it no now doja cat um she went as a cat and 
um, she will not be invited back, rumor has it, because she was vaping. And that is a big rule, if not the biggest rule, is to not vape or smoke at the Met Gala. Um, I love her outfit. I thought it was so fun. Um, the fact that she was meowing during interviews, it was satire and it was funny, but it did make me slightly uncomfortable, but whatever. Uh, Rihanna, okay. I hated the flower headpiece, but I liked the dress and I loved the train. Such a beautiful train. Emma Chamberlain, she had two outfits. Her blue one, fantastic, beautiful, absolutely drop dead gorgeous. I wish I was her. Um, and then her black one, um, I have the exact same feelings for. We have Whitney Peak, who is a, a Vancouver local actress who made it big um, in the Gossip Girl reboot. She was also there wearing this beautiful lace um, chiffon dress with flowers. Gorgeous. Um, I'd wear that as well. Okay, I'm talking really fast because it's um, time to go. But for my favorite look of the night, the most beautiful looking person, the most drop-dead gorgeous person, fuck I would be her. Sydney Sweeney. Ooh-wee! Does she look good from her hair to the bow, to the makeup, to that makeup. Look at her eyes. Look at her face. Look at her tits. Look at her, look at that dress, the color, the beads, the, the, the gems, that weird black thing. It's a bow. I get it now, but like, I don't love it, but like, I don't care. I'll look past it. The train, her skin, her bruise that's on her arm. Yes, it's here to show. It's here to come. The back of the dress. Oh my God. Like, like what? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Sydney Sweeney f- takes the win. 100%. She was the best dressed. 100%. Love it. I'll just say two guys since I didn't say anything about guys. We have Jack Harlow. He had this, um, it looks like denim. I'm not sure. I wouldn't say the material is denim, but it's made to look like denim. Demon? Demon? Denim. God damn it. Um, he looked great. Love him. And then we have Little Nas X. <laughs> I don't have a picture of like him. Um, I'll try to find one. But he was in head to toe silver gems and he looked fantastic. And his little touche was out. And I wonder if they like gemmed his butt crack. Right? Because if his whole tush was out, oh no, but I guess his tush couldn't have been out because then his dick would have been out. I guess he was wearing boxers and that would make a lot of sense. (laughs) Um, Thanks guys for listening. This was a really fun episode. We talked about Little Nas X's tush. We talked about advice and you guys learned that I went to the gym. What? how, How much better does it get? I will be having a guest on super soon. I cannot wait for that. So stay tuned for that. And um, thank you guys for listening. As always, I will see you next week. Have a fantastic day and bye.